welcome back to Match the Modern. I am your host, Alex Kessler, here with my co-host, Ben Bateman. What's going on, everybody? I'm here to talk about one of my favorite things, one of my favorite things in the whole world, and that's my favorite types of episodes of Magic. We're just we're going to talk about our favorite types of episodes. So my <laughs> personal favorite is uh, the set reviews. I think those are those are the ones where, you know, we really dig in. We get to come up with new cool ideas for people to play off. No, we're talking about uh, the most iconic cards for each color and magic. Uh, so basically over the last um week and a half on TikTok, I've been doing a series of kind of picking out what I think the most iconic card um, for each color is in Magic. Uh, I've now finished the last one today, which is the black one. If you want to go check those out, TikTok uh, at Kess Wiley. Follow me. I need more TikTok followers, um, but I'm making a lot of content there now, apparently. Um, but it is uh, it was a really cool conversation. We got a lot of feedback on it, and I wanted to get Ben's thoughts on that and then go through the kind of the different subjects for each color. Um, and we'll go through each one of them all in one video. Uh, and one Ben said this is his favorite type of content. It's because his favorite type of content is saying his favorite things. He likes having favorites, which in his defense, as do I. So um, that's we what do we're well. going to talk We today. do well with episodes and topics like this. It's like legacy content which is not the format but like legacy like it's forever content i love having conversations like this so you know as we get into it i want to give a big thank you to the nobles of house modern pinkies up as we like to say um thank you guys and uh, of course if you don't know what we're talking about go to patreon.com slash the mm cast it is an incredibly helpful way for you guys to support what we do here and to keep the show running keep the youtube channel and the podcast uh, we do this as a labor of love and that support really truly does help if you're checking this out, you want to help us out, do that. Um, Speaking- Alex, when we talk about iconic, I want to define what that means before we get into our full debate. You're saying historically in the history of magic, like the card in your mind that would be associated with that color most closely, like the most famous card that represents yeah. that color. Yeah, I think that's a fair, fair represent. Like what what card? So the way the conversation started is. Like it was like over two different things that I had. One was, you know, if the power nine was the power 13 and we got to add one card from alpha um, that was mm. rare was like the two guidelines, but from every color. Right. Like because right now alpha has six artifacts and three um, blue, cards. blue cards. And like if I was and obviously that happened due to tournament magic magic at the time and the rarity of things and just like what effects were so overpowered versus other things. But in context, looking back, there are uh, at least a card from every color that like is iconic from that era and and does does it doesn't represent necessarily the color because uh, for instance wheel of uh wheel of fortune is is the red one um or the one that we came up with and i think it's just the best option there but like you know magic these days if they were to pick their marketing power nine they would probably want one of every color so um that started and i think and we can talk about that too um and then that also then evolved into a kind of a conversation on them adding counterspell uh and we'll we'll start with blue in this yep. conversation to modern and i was super hyped and then i talked about how i thought that was the most iconic blue card of all time to, to, to my, my feeling is counterspell is the card that is representative of blue and then there's a whole discussion of it in the comments and then that got me into making that series um but yeah so so i guess we could, blue? So, well, before we start with blue, I guess I guess let me sit let, without <laughs> leaving everyone hanging. I guess I could be like, oh, and if you want to know the rest of my power nine, go to my TikTok or power 13. Uh, so I picked and it was annoying because the best two options were demonic tutor and channel for green and black, but there are uncommons. And I felt like you had to stick to the rare thing because from alpha, the reason those were expensive 
the reason behind the Power 9 is really fascinating. They were the most expensive cards in the set, and they were also exactly how many cards fit on a single sheet in your binder. Mm. <laughs> That's why yep. 9 was picked. Um, but as far as other expensive cards from that era or that set... Uh, like the only way you could be expensive is to be rare. And uh, it started with balance, actually. Balance was like the easy, easy first choice. Like, I don't think there's another white rare that's close to that. It's banned in every format. That felt also good to me. Like a card needed to be banned everywhere. And so like, like all the other power nine are everything but time twister. Um, And then Wheel of Fortune. And then uh, for black, it was mind twist. Which like is fine. It had every format at the time. It kept being banned. Like it was a multi-band format card. And then green was fast bond. So to clarify, though, you're talking about a specific designation based on alpha rares. Like that's where yes. the conversation started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm we're going to kind of shift that to magic all time representative of the color, and that's across all formats. Magic's history, which probably will have some inspiration from what you're talking about. I would think. I'm sure there'll be right. a relationship between some of those ideas, but. Um, you know, we have a lot more flexibility there. That's, yeah, so that's yeah. an like, interesting conversation, the one you're mentioning there. Yeah, yeah. Like the red, red the red one could easily be like, you know, a, well, we'll save it, save god, it for when we get to red, from more get. Like, like it can range anywhere in Magic's history. Just like, what card would you pick that feels the most representative? Um, and that just started with that Power Nine conversation. Um, a lot of people yeah. brought up uh, uh, Birds of Paradise as an option there, and I think there the issue is just that it's it legal everywhere and has been reprinted too many times. Um, but yes, all right, so. Blue. I said counterspell. There are a lot of options. A lot of people thought it was ancestral recall to them, right? Because it is in the power nine. It's the best blue power nine card. Um, to me, it just a no one's ever going to play it. The amount of people that have seen that card cast in the history of magic is like less than the amount Very of people low, yeah. that have gone to the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, and like, at least in person, um, the the card is obviously very emblematic that then leads maybe to brainstorm being being an option right or or one of the kind of the top of the card filtering ones um people also brought up like force of will over counter spell or you know different card draw and then there was one other like jace the mind sculptor if you wanted to go more recent like there's a lot of different options for blue let say i think if you're going to look at blue and you're going to try to figure out like this counter spell comes to mind right off the bat when you mention it and I, and i think for all the reasons you mentioned all three of the of the blue power nine cards just none of them are commonly played enough that I feel like they actually represent the game historically to all players. Like, I mean, Commander has maybe boosted the actual people that understand what Time Twister even does factor. But for a long time, like Time Twister was like a card that if you ask most people what it did, they couldn't even tell you. It just was not a card. Like people knew it was expensive, but it wasn't known in the way that Recall and Time Walk were. But again, I think all three of those cards, just because of the fact that like no one really plays them, uh, they aren't commonly played across many formats. I feel like it's a harder qualification. Counterspell makes a lot of sense to me, but the only issue with Counterspell is it's not just clearly the best version of the card. Like, it's it's totally representative of blue. There's so many good Counterspells. There's so many played Counterspells in all formats. I would even go as far as to say that, like, like Mana Drain is, like, almost as iconic on some level. Like, I almost feel like Mana Drain but it's not as, almost takes the spot. It's not as simple, and it, Mana Drain goes to the back problem, right? Until very recently, most people hadn't gotten to play with a Mana Drain. I think, like, like I don't think it's just the best is important to hear, right? Like, yeah. I think that when yeah, we get, yeah. like, for instance, my green pick is not the best version of what that card would be. Though people argued that maybe that, that should be the pick, and, like, 
I would say there's at least four better versions of it off of the top of my head. We'll talk about it later and we'll, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. But to me, it's like counterspell. If I were to show someone counterspell and then explain what it does, they're going to get a pretty strong idea. And like the only other, like other than that card draw, it like, a, but a pretty strong idea on what blue is about, right? They're about being tricky, yep. stopping my stuff at front, being very controlly and like using my magic against me. And Yes, you could do force of will. Yes, you could do mana drain. Yes, you could do. Um, I think those are the two real combat. Like, if we're going to be honest, the, yeah. the, the like the the ones in contention there. But I think like that like comes to they're weird and power level and not very simple and they're not like a great poster child for what a card is do color is doing and counterspell is still good to this day right like it hasn't also been outclassed. Like yes, mana drain is good, and yes, force of will is good, but counterspell still sees minor play and legacy will be a good card, like a great card in 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 modern once it's printed, and sees a ton of play in commander. I think counterspell is is absolutely of the ones we talked about. I think it's the fairest choice for blue. It it's weird because I feel like over the years, it's almost lost some of its credibility. It's like not as special of a card as I think it felt to me like five or six years ago. Just there's so many played counterspells, but I do think if we're talking about the iconography of magic, the history of magic, it's hard to think that there's something that represents blue more. Because like if we're really going to be real about it, we talk about I think every color blue is represented by card draw and counterspells. Those are the two things that I think blue like really feels like if you are a blue player, you probably like to draw cards and you probably mm -hmm. like having some amount of permission. But there isn't really a blue card draw spell that feels iconic because as much as I think like Ancestral is very iconic and it's it is. It's just no one ever plays the card. So then it feels like Brainstorm's not. I mean, Brainstorm is very iconic for one format and it's loved in that format. But like, yeah, I would say that Brainstorm is only a hair more iconic really at this point than like Ponder. And I don't think either of those cards stands up to counterspell. I think Chase I think the Mind Sculptor is the face of blue. That's but, that's the uh, that's the other card I would pick, to be honest. Yeah, is I, I think I think or Snapcaster Mage. Like, I do think like there's a conversation yeah. of all five of the like two drop cycle could work, though. The red one's weird. But I think I think I think Jace does what you said, right? It shows what it's doing. It's tricky. It's smart. It's using like it's drawing cards. It has some interaction, but it's only temporary. Like he could be a a competitor for this effect. I still think it's counterspell, I, but no, I, I vote Jace the mind sculptor. Okay. Now that I really think about it and I put it into context of like what we're talking about, the reason the, the literal reason is exactly what we just talked about. Counterspell wasn't legal in modern until like right now. It isn't played in legacy as the premier counterspell. It's not played in vintage as the premier counterspell. It's an iconic card really from a different era. Like it's well, probably not iconic. But that's because it I hasn't been printed the, into standard because it was too powerful and it hasn't been printed in the modern until now. Like the moment it's in modern, it'll become the defining counterspell of the format. I always say this is like the conversation you have when you try to establish like, is somebody like an A-lister or not? You pull like 100 random people in a bar, right? You just ask every single one of them, have you heard of this person? Like, I would say the same thing. If you ask 100 like magic players at AGP tomorrow, mm -hmm. right? Like, which of these two cards have you yeah. played more times or like, I think Jace just absolutely no, wins. Oh, I disagree. I think if you went, if I, if you like took a poll of a hundred magic players and said, which of these two cards have you cast more or what does, what are all of the abilities on this card? Like, I think people yeah. get counterspelled before you get Jace. I mean, like part because Jace has a lot of abilities, but like, and, and then take that out of that context and actually go to a bar 
and ask. Well, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I mean, but like, hard yeah, or okay, like, yeah, or, yeah, like, like, or like, go to like a party, and you know, like, oh, some, like, if you go to any player who like played Magic once in a while, or like touched it, or dabbles, but isn't like inundated in the community, they absolutely know what Counterspell does, and they have no idea what Jace does. I mean, I think it's fair. I guess when I think about iconic, the reason that Jace for me wins the battle is that he's been on the box and the packs and like the face of so many sets now in the last ten years. But that's Jace. I think that he's taken on. Right, like, like Jace is the face of Magic, but Jace the Mindsculptor is not his only card, and arguably his most famous card, though. Just because it was banned out of a form, ah, Jace Bellerin, like original Jace, baby Jace, like there's uh, been other Jaces that are not going to play. He's more famous than Mindsculptor. There's no way. That's fair. Okay, I mean, like I, I, I don't think <laughs> I don't I don't think like Jace's prevalence in Magic is beyond just the fact that Jace the Mindsculptor is was one of the best planeswalkers ever printed. If that was true, Teferi would be, you know, as at that same position, which it's close, but like he's had multiple cards that are arguably better than Jace or, or even better. Actually, Oko would be the face of magic. That's, that's well, the actual card. He, and like, he's not but, right. Like the Jace, Jace is a main character of the story and featured multiple times. Oko just happens to have the best card ever printed of the type. I also will add though, I think this is actually very significant. Jace the Mind Sculptor was originally printed 11 years ago. So we've had Jace the Mind Sculptor now around as an image, as a talking point, banned out of a standard, like huge deal when it was printed into, you know, it was unbanned in modern, big chase card in multiple master sets. Like, I think it's been around long enough that it has the iconic. I, I, I would give you, like, those, Oko, are, those uh, are the two. Yeah, yeah. Like, Oko has most of the things you just said up to the fact that it's only two years old, but it's been banned in every fact. It's been banned in more formats. (laughs) Uh, But it's newer, so it's not as iconic. So I would would say... Well, but I I I don't think it ever will be because Oko is never supposed to be the... Like, Jace was positioned to be the Mickey Mouse of Magic the Gathering, right? Like, from a marketing perspective. Forget Jace the Mind Sculptor. Jace Bellerin was positioned from the very beginning. And then they transitioned very recently to make Chandra a little bit more of what this is. But... Jace for a very long time, like multiple pack front cards. He's actually the artwork on most copies of Counterspell, <laughs> regardless of Jace the Mind Sculptor. Yeah. So like, yes, Jace the Mind Sculptor, the card is a big deal. But Jace's prevalence has much more to do with Jace being a main character of the story than the fact that he just had one busted card because then Ren and Six, then Oko would be just as iconic. And Oko, Oko did more damage to more formats more quickly than Jace ever did. Um, yeah, but, Oko, but I mean, the, Oko is, is just invalidated because it's too new. Iconic has to mean like no, even, mean even something the, to magic the, players from a long. Well, but at the, I'm, I'm not saying Oko is iconic. I'm saying that Jace, the mind sculptor's like iconicness level is in part due to the character Jace versus Counterspell, which is iconic regardless of Jace. Agree. So would you vote Counterspell or Jace for this? Counter, Counterspell. Okay. My I vote Jace. You could have gotten me the good brainstorm, Jace. but yeah, okay, that's fair. Yeah. You, you vote Jace. All right, there we go. So in the comments, wait, tweeted us. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. In, in the comments, let us know uh, which blue card you think the most iconic. Are, am I right? Is Ben right? Are we both wrong? And you're like, no, guys, it's Brainstorm. You guys are idiots. Is it Treasure Cruise? And we're just all crazy. <laughs> I did think about it. Uh, next card is green. I'm not going to Uberg order. I'm here to piss the internet off today. <laughs> uh, green is the color I was mentioning before where um, the... My pick, and we don't have to get into that because I, I do want to go over some of the different options, but my pick for what I think the most iconic green card is of all time is um, 
definitely not the best version of that card, uh, even in the color. So, so um, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on it. But what are what what would you, off the top of your head, um, say some of your what you think the most iconic green cards are all time of, of all time are? When I try to think about this, so again, same conversation that we had, right? Which is like, what does green do? So green, I feel like mana creatures are probably the most iconic thing green has that other colors don't. So like Lanner Elf is one that comes to mind. But if I'm going to say that, then I think it's just Birds of Paradise. Like Birds of Paradise for me feels like that's the staple. Um, It's like one or the other, though, probably feels like. I couldn't think of another green card, like some of the options that come to mind that feel to me feel like they're all time legacy level green cards are not legacy of the format, but. Histori- you know, like, mm, damn it. Uh. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Like significant cards historically. Like, you know, Eternal Witness is really famous. Tarmogoyf is really famous. Um, but like none of those cards feel like they are what we're talking about when you mention yeah. an elf or a bird. So, so so some of the cards like Primeval Titan, uh, some people yep. brought up uh, when I forgot to mention Primeval Titan in the TikTok video. Um, the uh, Rampant Growth was another one that I missed. Um, yep. Those are kind of two ones that people were like, oh, these. Um to me, uh, it's Lanawar Elf. Um, if I were to pick my my personal one, and, and so, so so other ones that people did show up, like Channel was another one. Just going back yeah. to Alpha, and like it's the name of Channel Fireball, similar to how Jace is iconic due to its name. Channel, because of its relationship to Channel Fireball, has has like been able to survive even though you can't play it in any format. There was, you know, just like. A few different other options, but I, I agree with you. I think like this, like those, those fog fog was another one that people brought up, um, <laughs> which I, which I loved, uh, but spore frog, come on. It's just, it's just strictly better. It's not, uh, are you affected at all by the fact that, um, the, the printing of Elvish mystic, does that affect your, like when you think about it? So it's surprised. It's interesting that you say that it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> um because because when we get to white i actually like took points off from swords and path because they were like competing with each other but in the formats where they're legal they see play together right like it's not like lano or elf in modern in elves they're like oh we'll play elvish mystic or lano or elf it's like no we play all eight like that's a deck that yeah. wants as many as possible the reason i like it more than birds is uh is two reasons one is i think the elf creature type matters uh birds of paradise is almost a gold card too where it's like yes it's about green but it's more about you're playing it with other colors um and three it has flying i actually think that like kind of discounts it to me makes it less green yeah yeah yeah. it's not it like if i showed this to someone like oh cool green cards can fly and they're like oh no this is the only one (laughs) this and like a big and hornet queen these are the two cards that can fly in green of all time and it's like that's weird to be the representation of a color um and 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 like lana wolf has just a little bit more uh uh longevity than the other options right like once again if you if you're talking to your buddy who played magic back in the day or like plays magic once a year uh, and you're like, oh, what do you remember Lana World? They're like, oh, yeah, the card that you can tap to put a forest into play. And you're like, no, no wait, that's <laughs> not how the rules work. <laughs> you know, I think it's really interesting that you mentioned the thing about because my my first thought really was birds. I texted you a list of the ones my first like my first thoughts and birds is the card that feels like sort of the best. But I think all the things you mentioned actually do take away some of the green quality of birds of paradise. And if we're really trying to associate the iconic card that feels like its color, I actually do think it becomes a toss-up between Primeval Titan and Lenor Elf. And 
It yep. is probably Elf, but that weird thing of the Elvish Mystic problem, the fact that you play both of them in a format that you can doesn't take away from the fact that, like, it just got replaced. That makes it feel, for some reason, less iconic, which is so friggin' strange that they did that. I, I still don't really get it. Like, uh, They did it for two reasons. One, it is more powerful that you can get eight copies into play, right? Like, that is a strategic... Yeah. Like, it's a card that being able to play with it in your deck is cool. Um, B... It was a grammatical issue. So when they did it, it's also when they made uh, grizzly bears into ruin bears because they decided, okay. and it's Lanawar elves, but it's featuring one elf. Interesting. Uh, and then the third one is because it's non-localized, right? Lanawar elves can only be printed on a set where Lanawar exists. So you can only be yeah, in four like sets that, or Dominaria. That aspect I totally understand. And I do understand that's like, that's one of the decisions that goes into stuff like that sometimes. And so I, you know, I get it. It like, just, but it, when I think about Iconic, it does kind of take away from it. Yeah. We, didn't, we didn't mention Giant Growth either, which is like one of the other... Oh, I, I also, in, in, in the TikTok, uh, Giant Growth did come up, but the other one was Giant Spider. Giant Spider. Be and, and not because it, like, well, it's kind of iconic, right? Like, <laughs> But it, it is the most printed corset card of all time, most consecutive yeah. times in a corset. So that, like, felt like a thing to bring up. But yes, I think, I think um, of them, Giant Growth is, like, really on the edge of also being a red and a white ability to yeah, me yeah like I it's agree. like it's the one that shares no other color could get like a land or elf really that does that um and i think that that you know, puts it over the top for me i think that the other thing that makes land or elf the the choice is that a green card that has a green mana symbol in its ability is one of the most green things ever like sure tap to add green like green tapping to add green feels like such a green classic magic thing um, that almost the gold, the gold aspect of Birds of Paradise makes the card feel less green mm -hmm. and is just less. I guess it's just less easy to understand. Why does this zero one flying bird give me any color? You know, it's also more evocative, right? Like if I hand someone this that doesn't play magic, they're like, oh, yeah, I get it. Like the green mana magic is about elves, these like forest creatures making more forests. And that's what they're about. Preserving and you're like, the forest yes. or something. If I like hand them that, a birds yeah. of paradise, like, oh, that's weird. Birds are about, and like, especially because like in every other part of magic, birds are a blue white thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. So I think that's like that's one of the reasons to me. As much as I love birds of paradise, right? And like noble hierarch. As far as like the things, noble hierarch is better um, than land or elf. Elvish mystic is competitive. Uh, you have um. What's it called as well? Deathrite Shaman. <laughs> Findhorn Elves. I mean, there's a ton of mana creatures. Yeah. Boreal Druid. But there's Elves of Deep Shadow. But yeah, I, I like. I actually like your choice on that one a lot. Um, it feels like in this case, the old classic card does win win the battle over Prime Time, and I think I would. I think I'd vote for that one with you. All right, now we're gonna do an easy one, and this one, like, I don't think there's another card that comes close. I don't think there's a like a like a and people brought them up, and I like was like, nope, this. And then everyone was like, but you're right. <laughs> like people jokingly tried disagreeing as I, I am want to do, but the color is red yeah. and the card is lightning bolt. And I just don't think there's another, I just don't, I, I don't think there's another one card. Them, it's one of the most iconic. I mean, that's what I texted you, right? It's yeah. one of the most iconic magic cards ever printed. It's the best. And when I say this, it's the best of the cycle of three for one, not in power level, because obviously drawing three cards for one is better. Um, but it's the best in the sense that it's just the most classic. Like it, it works in every format. It has worked since the inception of magic. 
It's never felt so overpowered that it's not a fun card to have. It's not very fun if I'm playing Fair Magic and you play Ancestral Recall. Like, or that doesn't Ritual. feel fair or fun at yeah. all. But if I Lightning Bolt you or one of your creatures, even though if it's pushed, it's still super fun. Like, it's just a normal ability, but it feels like exactly what you want for one red. So, I mean, you mentioned Wheel of Fortune. That's pretty iconic, but not the same level. Shivan Dragon for the classic iconography, but that's just for the classic nature of it. Fireball, you know, but not really. F- Fireball, but hurt is hurt by the fact that it's not Blaze or whatever, right? Like the fact that it has like the weird three extra lines of additional text that lets you target the extra things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes yeah, yeah, Fireball yeah, right, just right, right. like <laughs> lose it for me. Um, the like. Yeah, you have like there's there's like sneak attack, right? There's there's cool gamble. A lot of people brought up gamble, faithless looting, and wheel of fortune. Those are the three most common um, possible alternatives to lightning bolt. But like every single comment was like, I would say gamble, except lightning bolt might be the perfect magic card. <laughs> like, yeah, like like whereas with the other colors we've talked about so far, I do actually think there's a real conversation. You're like talking yourself into something if you try to get away from lightning bolt here. Just because, like, if you want to talk about, like, what does a given color do? What is it represented by? Red is represented by burn damage. This is the most iconic burn damage spell ever, and it's not close. So this just absolutely is the answer. I, I like, I'm sorry, guys, for the red section on this being so short, but I just don't really know how the hell we're supposed to talk about it. Like, I mean, because, like, okay, let, let's say that it wasn't Lightning Bolt. Let's say Lightning Bolt just was somehow not available it, to us. We couldn't vote for right, it. It was banned in after it, since Alpha, and so no one's ever played it. The copies are impossible to get your hands on. It's like rarer than Ancestral Recall. Is it Wheel of Fortune then? Is that, mm. I mean, it feels like Faithless Looting. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, looting is really iconic. Like it's been banned. It's been played to a zillion decks. It's. I mean, the, the problem with looting and, and the, the wheel of fortune is they're kind of blue abilities, right? Like, especially faithless looting is actually yeah. a blue ability. Like, once again, if I show someone faithless looting, they're going to be like, that's that's what. Oh, so red's the card draw, especially if we show them as a set and I show them blue as counterspell and I show them red as faithless. We're like, oh, red's the card draw one, right? <laughs> like, wait, no. Yeah. Um, goblin guide, maybe. Um, if we want to just go around. Like goblin card. Gamble also. A goblin card. Like, doesn't feel correct. Gamble's um, not right. I mean, that's sneak attack. Sneak attack. I don't hate actually. Um, yeah. I also don't hate threaten to some extent. Uh, if we want to go to like some basic, just like limited only mechanics. Um, they're all they're, they're These are all bad options. It's just so funny. It's like, like it's just so clearly lightning bolt. Let's like, let's be honest. Close. The mo- the best option is shock. After yeah, lightning yeah, bolt. <laughs> if lightning bolt wasn't available, yeah. we would just pick shock. Or like incinerate <laughs> like or something. Every yeah. format um, ever. Or yeah, what's the what's the the three damage to target creature a player for one in a red? There's like two of them now. <laughs> there's like three of them. Three, yeah, 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 lightning yeah. strike. Yeah, lightning strike. Incinerate. And there's also the other one, which is uh, what the hell is the other one? Lightning the one, strike. Recent. It's like a limited. It was something. It was like magma. Something. It was like something different to keep it. Yeah. Flavorful to the world. Yeah, like none of the Chandra's come to mind, like work really like they, they all, they all represent red really well, but none of them are famous as famous as like any of these um, cards. Like, I mean, young pyro is pretty famous at this point. Kiki Jiki is pretty famous at this point. Once again, young pyro is like, is a green and white card. Yeah, true. Like red, red thing that makes tokens. Yeah. I mean, I just, 
honestly, everything we're even talking about, if we were going to get away from Lightning Bolt, it almost just feels like Shivan Dragon jumps most of those because it's the most iconic sure. dragon in that was, magic history. That was the other one that people kept bringing up. Or I guess I keep saying that, but a bunch of people brought up Shivan Dragon and it was definitely like, yeah, except like this hasn't been tournament playable since two, 1997 three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and maybe yeah, even then I think it wasn't, I, I just think it's definitely lightning bolt. Yep, so, yep, yep. Um, so the next color we're going to talk about, and, and honestly, the next two are, were the hardest two. I think the first three we went over actually were much easier. I mean, blue is debatable. But I think you actually just bailed it down to three. The next one, there's like 30 options. And I, I'm between two possible options. And I actually just recorded a TikTok. And then halfway through the TikTok with a plan to talk about a card, I was like, oh, wait, it's this card. And so I'm going to I'm gonna change my mind here. So you can go tell TikTok Alex that he's an idiot. Uh, but it's black. Uh, the color black. Um, so that's so interesting because I, I was sure with the preamble you were just giving right now that you were going to say this was white because when I think about iconic cards in black and I really truly boil it down in my mind I feel like there's one option so the one option that I, I know even, you picked was the one I picked in my TikTok it's got to be demonic tutor how is it not demonic tutor they're like what black card is more when you're a kid and you get into magic when I was a little kid and you're like oh my god this card gets me any card in my deck it was just as cool then as it is now when I draw it in a game of Commander. Like, it's it's the best tutor ever. It, it's super iconic. Like, the art is really iconic. Um, what what would even compete at this point? So my, my pick is Reanimate. Uh, would be my, my pick for the most iconic black card. Um, similar conversation. Still really good in Commander. Really powerful. Too powerful to bring in yep. standard. Uh, very iconic. Once again, represents what the color is doing. Um, probably the better version of Dark Ritual to represent what black does. Um, speaking of other options, Dark Ritual is an option here, right? Uh, it's now a red ability is, I think, the biggest thing that yep. hurts Dark Ritual more than yep. anything. Otherwise, I think it would be really iconic other than the fact that if I showed this to someone, they would think black does this and it doesn't. Um, Demonic Tutor is hurt to me because it is no longer like tutoring isn't it yes just straight up one for one getting a tutor is a black ability but blue can tutor red can tutor white can tutor green tutors almost as good as or more often than black right like it only tutors for creatures but it doesn't more way specific, more often yeah um and so to me like that loses a little bit of a specialist but but to, in your defense demonic tutor was my pick right on in the in the video i like go through them and then halfway through the video i remember that reanimate exists uh and you can like literally hear my brain pause and be like oh damn i like that card more than my choice um but demonic tutor was my choice then and i think it's really high up there right it, it is it is the best of what it does or it's not the best of what it does, but it's it's the most pure. In the same way, Counterspell is not necessarily the best. Force of Will exists. You can do it for free. Mana Drain exists. You get mana off of it. Um, there are tutors in green, like Convoke the, uh, uh, what's the Convoke one? Quarter uh, Calling. Yeah, you have Quarter Calling, which puts the creatures into play uh, and can be cast for free. You have um, stuff like vampiric tutor which can be done for a mana less than a life cost kind of like force of will so and at instant speed so there are like tutors that are maybe better but none of them are like tutor for a card in your library put in your hand right and like demonic tutor is that so 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 to that extent i do think demonic tutor is up there reanimate to me though putting a creature from your graveyard into play is more representative of what black is about 
regardless of era, right? Like tutoring is now much more of an uncommon thing for black to do, but like every limited environment under the sun still has like the five mana reanimate a creature like, and reanimate just being the best version of that. That's super iconic. And it has the life payment attached, which is also one of the most black. black ability things that I can think of feels to me like a great example of here. Random person at a bar. This is the most black thing you can do. Uh, or like this is this is what the color black is about. And they're going to be like, cool, I have to get stuff into the graveyard and bring it back to life. That's super evocative versus. Yeah, you, your defense. The part that stands out the most that I actually think is the most interesting in your argument is that the life loss angle is an inherently black ability, which I think actually is a really interesting point you make because it adds to the other half of the ability, which is just the resurrection side that like does feel very black. Um, but here's the thing. Animate Dead existed before Reanimate. So did Dance of the Dead. So did Resurrection. Now, none of those have the life pay thing, but they all were still doing similar things. And none of those things feel anywhere near as iconic as Demonic Tutor. I also think, and this well, is but- really to me where it stands out. If I think about growing up playing Magic and like the first 10 years of my life as a Magic player, there were certain images that always were just like ironed on to my brain and the demonic tutor image is pretty close to the top of the single most iconic and memorable images that i can remember on a magic card like also magic like when you're a little kid the black cards have this like very evil demonic satanic sort of feel and so like the idea that there's this like demon tutor and he's like really cool looking i, I don't know that just for me, nothing really compares. I, I do like the life loss aspect of reanimate, but I think it's hurt by the fact that the other reanimation spells that existed before just didn't have the same kind of impact. So speaking of extremely important black abilities, speaking of life loss, what about Thoughtseize? I mean, I that that was higher on my list, honestly, than reanimate. But to me, it still felt like they have been making duresses and inquisitions of Kozilex and all the tons of other abilities like that for years and years and years. And while Thoughtseize is definitely the best one, it feels like it's more iconic as a played tournament card, like the best version of a thing than Demonic Tutor, which is like just a forever magic card. Like people that started in the beginning know that card all the way up. To people who started last year know that card. Everybody knows Demonic Tutor. And if you don't play 1v1 magic, if you're just a commander player, you've probably never cast Thoughtseize. Really? That's fair. Okay. Okay. Well, I guess I guess the last one in the black world that, that was under consideration is uh, Liliana the Veil, the other planeswalker that I think could be on the most iconic cards list. Yeah, right. There's not a green one. There's not a white one. Yeah, I'm going to go with Liliana the Veil. I think that could also compete with these two. Like it also has a similar thing that Jace does where like all of its abilities are representative. Remove sacrifice plus discard. You have to do the discard as well. So it's a little bit like you pay for it with the, the ability you're getting. But yeah, I think I think it's Demonic Tutor Reanimate. I, I think I agree with you. It's between those two. And I, I like Demonic Tutor a lot. Um, so yeah, so that's that's that'll be that'll be the the black side of the the mana pool uh, now. All right. Now we're going to get into the other difficult one, and that's white. Um, white one was a weird one. Like there's there's a few options. Like the 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 two most obvious I think that people pointed to were Path the Exile, Swords to Plowshare, and like this is the one where I did knock it down for there being two of the same effect that would be very difficult to choose between. Uh, partially because Path 
because because Swords of Plowshare hasn't extended into the future the way that Lana War Elf has, right? Like Lana War Elf yeah. is still played in standard, was more recently printed into standard, is played in modern, uh, alongside Elvish Mystic. Um, you play them both together. Path to Exile and Sword of Plowshare, when you play on a commander, whatever you play together. But if you have a choice of getting four of, you don't play both of them. In 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 Legacy, you only play swords, and in modern, you can't play swords. You play mod uh, path, and so. To me, that's a much harder one to decide between. Um, so then you leave that. Uh, one thing that the internet didn't bring up with like Thalia, uh, that was another like going into more creatures. But what are what are some of your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, so the first thought that I had, because obviously we're competitive players, so like things that are cheaper, that are more ubiquitous in multiple formats are the first thoughts, right? So, so Path and, and uh, Swords. I would lean towards swords, I think, over path, just if in that conversation, not that I think either one of those is the answer, but just because, again, if we're talking about iconography, like iconic, the older you are, the like the more the card's been around, I feel like the more points you get. Um, path has been around for quite a while. You know, Thalia creatures like that doesn't feel exactly on the nose for me. The, the card really that stood out in my mind when I tried to think about this um, and this was one of the ones where I really leaned on that magic history, Shiv and Dragon kind of iconography was Sarah Angel. And that it feels to me like of all of the kind of classic like images of what magic was about. Sarah Angel was a tournament card in its day. It was very good. They printed it as uncommon in many, many corsets. And it was always like a great card. Like you'd pick that first first pack, first pick, often unlimited, but also uh, uh, like five mana four four flying vigilance angel there's just something about it it's been it's been emblazoned in my mind as a magic card for such a long time this is one where i would lean on not the power of the card but the actual iconography and the history to qualify so i think i would submit that as my choice see like the the problem with that is that just like it hasn't been tournament viable for my entire magic career and i've been playing for 12 years right like and like yes yeah. it's good and like limited but it, there's also like boomer magic vibes with Sarah Angel. Like if you big time, yeah. like walk into any any modern day, like someone who started playing the last five years, they might not even know what that card's called, right? Like if you're like, oh, yeah. what's like? In fact, there are going to be more. There's like, what's a four four flyer with vigilance? And they're going to be like, oh, it's a green black card because of that dumb the the test for the great design search. Do you know this meme? No. So they did like they the, the last great design search uh, three. They did a multiple choice test to get past the first round. And one of the questions was if we were to print a card that had to be uh, uh, that had to be gold or two colors, it had to be two colors and it had the abilities flying and vigilance. What color would it be? And the correct answer was green black. Which they would never print that card because it's weird, but it's the only two colors that are gold that don't have white in it that are allowed to have flying and huh. vigilance. Interesting. Because okay. green has vigilance and black has flying. So by putting them together, you could have a flying vigilance for four. four you could have Sarah Angel. It just it can't be white. So so it was it. People disagreed with how that test was written uh, for that <laughs> one question. But enough people, you know, like 20 people got it right. So those 20 people moved to the second round and they had some amazing designers came from that test. So who are we to judge? Um, but that's like the joke, right? Is like that's more of a meme now than what Sarah Angel is. And to me. Like, to be honest, if I were to pick an actual, I think like Elsbeth Night Errant is is maybe yeah, the original. The original Elsbeth's like super. Yeah, very iconic in the same sort of chase the mind sculptor world character that went on to be very important but a, a, a very meaningful planeswalker at the time and, i think and like i mean her, if we're going to talk about 
sorry and, and like her 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 story wise like she came back but like the cards other than her, that original card that's not totally true the six mana ones like bonkers but the most recent one wasn't that good so it does hark back to that original one um elizabeth that conquers death is like one of the most tournament played cards right now and that's a reference to that kind of era of cards so i think that's that's pretty representative um now what were you gonna say there's like a bunch of cards that come to mind that were like very impactful and have a, and have a, a long history and sort of legacy to their appeal like i think bane slayer angel is a card that's really famous in white kind of took the place of of sarah and is probably a much more known card i think like oblivion ring is a card that was kind of changed what white was about that like Some became that a really big part of what white was supposed to be i think stoneforge mystic that's like that's, banned that's... That's my pick, by the way. <laughs> Stoneforge? Yeah, yeah. I would pick Stoneforge Mystic. I think, like, it created the concept of the two-drop cycle. Like, it just followed immediately by Snapcaster Mage. It, like, was banned for so long, but it was always kind of talked about as a thing you can come off the ban list, similar to Jace the Mind Sculptor, banned for the same reasons as Jace. Kind of became an important card, like, right when Magic's heyday started. Like, you know, M10 into Zendikar was, like, that big moment that Magic came back, and Stoneforge Mystic was such a big part of that. Um, it also does, like a few things that are really like key to white, right? It's it, like finds an equipment. It's a low to the ground creature um, and has like kind of that tutor effect to it that white can do. Uh, I don't know. I feel like that's to me like one of the more iconic white cards of all time. Like I, I don't, I don't like, I, 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 I like O-Ring. I don't actually disagree with the O-Ring pick. I think that's another really good one. That was something someone brought up um, that just like, well, because yeah, for those listening that don't know this, I mean, white didn't used to have that banishing light ability. That wasn't something that existed. So when Lorwyn came out and they printed oblivion ring, it was, you know, like faith's fetters had been a big card that people really liked. That was a, it was in Ravnica and it didn't get rid of a permanent, but it invalidated a permanent. It was like a prison sort of effect. And you had things like pacifism, you know, that had done that for years. But when when Oblivion Ring came out, it was very simple design. It was very good design. It felt representative of white. It was like some sort of a like a like a, you know, you'd banish someone. Right. And you had this like artifact that, you know, like I, I have this thing. Um, and that that is so much of a white thing now. They do that a lot, and they've been doing that for years ever since. But I also don't know that like they just changed the freaking name from Oblivion Ring to Banishing Light. Like there's two versions of it, and there's a billion creature versions. So I don't know that either one of those really stands out. Like I, I think I'm, I'm probably with you actually. I think Stoneforge is a pretty good pick. It's it's like just like it's it's PR is really good. Plus, it's like the Herald and Ahiri existing, right? Like it's the first and cores go back way all the way back to Tempest with the like the end cores. So like even as a creature type, they've been around for a while. And yeah, if you gave it to a player, they'd be like, oh, I get what white's about. It's not like all that white's about, right? It's not the best example, but like, oh, it's about like. Like it's the most like equipment focused. It's about like finding it. They might come away thinking that they're more artifact themed than necessarily are, but white's kind of second to art or third in artifacts after red and blue. Um, so it's not out of their color pie. It's hard as artifact heavy. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. I think white is the most difficult kind of I not ironically, but in a in a way that's funny with everyone's complaint about its power level. Um, and it might just be swords of plowshare, right? Like I, I think that's another like just like maybe the correct answer. I think path being the modern. The fact that there's a switch, depending on which area you play in, hurts towards the plowshare. But I think that it might just be like, since it's the best version, it's simple. It has the life gain effect, um, making it like kind of exactly what white is about. 
And I think that could be it too. Like, here's the most white card. Like, oh, it's about life gain and 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 you, it can kill any creature. That's the weird thing is like white can't really do Swords to Plowshare anymore. So like, I mean, that leads me to Wrath of God as like the last option, which might oh, yeah. be the answer. I, I it's 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 Wrath of God. Yeah, it abs- <laughs> it's, it's absolutely Wrath of God. I, I can't believe I didn't think of that. Yeah, it is. Think about that. Think about that. When you talk about what do colors do, and then also classically, what do the co- like? What do colors do? Right. The idea of a four mana destroy all creatures spell. It is wrath of God. That's the idea of what mm-hmm. that is. When we compare every single wrath, every single board wipe, anything that's ever been printed, it's always compared to that one card from the first Magic set. And as much as I think Stoneforge Mystic is a phenomenal option, and I think that you know Path and Swords are both great, like. There's lots of one drop removal that is very good in all different colors, different ways. And Mm -hmm. there are tons and tons and tons of good two drops that do something great for their color. It was the first. It's still the standard. They don't print things that are better than Wrath of God today. Like they don't print things commonly. Nothing better. Yeah. But everything is compared to that original printing, mm-hmm. which is so I actually think it's it's Wrath of God. It's Wrath of that'd God be, that'd be my vote. Yeah. OK, I think that's fair. I think I can I can I can be a, uh, uh, convinced away from Stoneforge into Wrath of God. Yeah, because like for Stoneforge, you have to give context. You have to be like, here's a batter skull. And then like, this is also part of this ability. And now you understand why this is a white card. Um, but yeah, with with Wrath of God, it's just like, nope, this is what it does. It's the one that's going to kill all the creatures. It's a it's little white out brings of order, right? Like white brings order by destroying yeah. everything. Yeah, it's its version of like its classic version of of card advantage, which is really just removing your card advantage. Um, so so that's white, and and I guess I guess you on your list have have the last color, which is which is the colorless color, and and I think that this one's. This one is, I guess I'll also, I, I I have one other concept we can go over if we want, but as far as colorless goes. Your answer here on what you texted me, which I just read halfway through, is is Black Lotus. I don't know if there's a if there's a it's like another it's unfair, but I, it's obviously the answer. It's the answer for two reasons. It's I mean, it's it's the rare example of a card being the most expensive for also just being the best card. Like it's the simplest, most like busted magic card ever printed. Like it's it, we all know that fast mana is the way that you win and like this is just three mana for nothing so it's crazy but also for the fact that magic its identity as a collectible its identity as a like valuable collectible like it's a the fact you might not even know anything about magic but you would probably still know the name black lotus if it ever came up because it's been referenced so many times it's just it is the most iconic magic card period mm-hmm. so there couldn't really be anything that would compare to this i mean nothing like people don't play magic know what this is yeah like that's the card everyone knows it's the michael jordan rookie card it's the babe ruth signed yeah. rookie card. you know like it's it's the card it's the charizard shadow fourth edition you know like it's the card everyone on the planet who has heard about magic knows about and like even if you want to remove the power like nine from ex- like being in consideration it's soul ring right like i guess like if i was to take the power nine out of the conversation it's soul ring yeah and like, even then it's like, yeah, but that's because it's just like kind of black. It's mocks in like, yeah, I think it's Black Lotus and it's not close. Solemn Simulacrum, Mere Superior. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's definitely but, uh, it's Mere Superior. You're right. You're right. You're right. It's Mere Superior. How dare we insinuate that it's anything but that? Uh, fun fact, Mere Superior, I believe, can be cast with the mana from a Black Lotus, right? 
Or no, it can't. No, it has, it has to be creature mana. It has to be created by a creature. Mm, okay, but so you can't dark ritual. But it'll be with the new uh, uh, diamond lion thing. Oh, the, the, the nice. Lion lionside diamond creature to cast my mirror yeah, superior. Diamond, diamond lion is the is the correct is the, is the name of it for sure. You have to like, <laughs> but I'll have to. Di- the irony is, I will have to discard my mirror superior to use it, which is a shame. No, no, yeah. <laughs> the, to do it, you need to uh, lion's diamond or diamond lion. Uh, then play think twice, and the top card of your library has to be mirror superior. <laughs> Even then, no, no. Is there a card draw that you can do from your grave? I guess you could, you could, you could. What's it called? Tutor for a mere superior. But then you, it, it costs two mana. So even then, you're not even getting it. What's, is there a one mana effect that lets you lion's diamond, diamond, uh, diamond lion, mere superior into play? You can uh, claim fame. Oh no, you can't even claim fame. I don't you think can you claim can. fame. I mean, yeah, yeah, because diamond lion just gets you. Oh, but you need to have it in your hand. Um. I don't think there is. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can figure out a way. You, we can, we can uh, make Diamond uh, Lion it, work with your superior. I got it. You Diamond Lion. Nope. Uh, oh, mm. uh, I, I was going to ask you. Way? I didn't oh, write oh, down oh, oh, this. Oh, oh. But... I got it. I got it. Okay. You have Crystal Shard in play and the Mere Superior already in play. <laughs> six, six, Lion's six, Diamond yeah, you <laughs> discarding your hand. You Crystal Shard the Mere Superior back to your hand and then you cast it. <laughs> and then you recast, <laughs> then you recast it like it. a champion. There we, go. there we go. I was like, there's got to be a way in Magic <laughs> to do this. There's nothing that's not possible in Magic. Um, all right. I was going to ask you if you thought there was a land. I had thought about this a little bit and like I could think of ones that felt super duper iconic in terms of their all-time play like there's some few cards like maze of it that i feel like are just known and loved and you know but like is there a single land is it underground sea because it's like the one oh yeah city of brass city of brass really it's the one land that it's like the most iconic five color tat like if you were to pick a land to show people what land to do <laughs> this is it like they tap for yeah, mana maze of it tap for mana that's weird like th- this not only does um, this tap for mana but like hey some lands don't cost life they only get you one mana this one gets you any mana but it costs you a life <laughs> i don't know if there's anything yeah. else like all the other ones have weird abilities right like that don't matter right like most most like intense most powerful lands of all time there's like bizarre bad dad you mentioned maze of it there's library of alexandria there's Ayabugan, there's tabernacle there's caracas caracas uh yeah. there's uh mystic Confl- not mystic confluence well mystic confluence if we want to talk about city of brass but there's the new one the uh the snapcaster mage that's a creature that's a land the blue it's an island you get a card from your library graveyard put oh, it in. Mi- mystic mystic sanctuary mystic sanctuary yeah, yeah. okay i got the half yeah. the mystic half correct um yeah um and then obviously you have dual lands and fetch lands and 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 well, that's what i was thinking uh, like is it uh, evolving wilds of... say what is it evolving wilds terramorphic expanse type i none of them none of these lands like are just the clear answer even even city of brass like that's just not the clear answer i feel like honestly if you're going to go with what the clear answer is it's probably underground sea it's probably underground sea because it's the most expensive it's the most sought after dual land dual lands are far and away the most iconic rare lands like they are unless you're going to say that it's like library of alexandria just because it's like but that's like nobody even plays with that card but like people play with underground sea all the time 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I don't, it was a good appetizer for yeah, land. I don't. I don't like. You gotta have one, and like, I don't like it being just like, oh, it's the blue black one of the cycle. I don't think that like. Yeah, I like Terramorphic Expanse. I'm gonna go with Terramorphic Expanse, and the internet can fight me. <laughs> I think it's like the perfect limited card. <laughs> Every limited format Fair. should have a Terra uh, or or Evolving Wilds. Sorry, I, actually, I think as much as I like Terramorphic Expanse more than Evolving Wilds, Evolving Wilds is just a more common version of it. So it's Evolving Wilds. I'm gonna go with Evolving M- Wilds. Mutaval. What, what about what about Mutaval? No, <laughs> no, it's close though colonnade i don't know yeah i mean they're 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 like the tron lands but that's three that's three things yeah 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 yeah. i I, I don't know i mean they're they're yeah i don't think there's because there's like really powerful ones there's like mishra's factory wait workshop which is the one that taps for three workshop right well and factory is a good option i guess that's the one that you can make a two two right that's like the first creature spell yeah yeah ink moth nexus yeah, I don't Pendle, I, Pendle like Haven. none of these are convincing me. I just don't think that there's a good option for lands because the problem is it's, it's cycles. If, yeah. if we're going to go with. OK, OK. The most iconic land cycle is the original dual land cycle. Yeah. I think we can agree there. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Maybe fetch lands, but. Nah, maybe, nah. but it's one of those two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like fetch lands see more play, right? Like like there's they are just legal in more formats and more people own them. And, and there are more of them, yeah. <laughs> just, just by quantity alone, they're more yeah, common. Yeah, yeah. Um, so on TikTok, if you want to follow at, uh, at Kess Wiley on TikTok, uh, I am going to go through all the gold colors now. Um, in the in the black one, I asked for people to give me. I guess I have to do artifacts still, so I'll probably release that tomorrow. Um, while I wait to see what people want for for gold, I got an Azorius and a Golgari vote, but let's see what's going on there. Really quick, well, all most, right. Let me m- ask you. Most let me iconic. ask you this. Okay, yeah. Ask me a question. Oh, no, you asked me a question. What do you got? <laughs> most, most, most iconic Azorius card. Okay, and I'm gonna ask, so because that's your favorite color, and I'm gonna ask you the same question because, okay. <laughs> but it's gonna be most iconic, is it? So okay. there you go. There's we're asking. Uh, okay, let me think. You think, and I'll think. Uh, blue white, most iconic blue white gold card. Um, I mean, like ones that come to mind. Five minute to fairy is really iconic now. That matters a lot. I feel like Geist is pretty well now Geist is not iconic in the same way. Teferi's way more iconic than Geist. Um probably Teferi. I mean that's 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 where I'm leaning. I'm just trying to think if there's like a like a really famous blue white card that I mean, meddling mage is pretty famous, but it's really only gotten significant again because of the humans deck. Prior to that, it was just like a bargain basement rare for years. There's like the counter spell uh, I, I, that gains you through life. Uh, my my pick was um, Sphinx's Revelation was what I thought of. Teferi might be the in, in the long run, it might be Teferi. But uh, I think we'll get more and more Teferis, which will kind of muddle that where like yeah. Sphinx's Rev was so defining, has seen modern play. Um, I mean, three is, Teferi is almost as good as five mana Teferi also. So. That's that's kind of the problem, right? Like they're just going to keep printing really good Teferis. Yeah, um, yeah for sure. And then... As far as is it goes, that one's hard. I think like part of me wants to say electrolyze. Part of me wants to say fire and ice. Um, part of me wants to say goblin electromancer. Um, what about Dak? Um, it's not. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he hasn't seen real tournament play ever. Because he's never been legacy yeah. playable, and he's never been legal in any other format that you could see tournament play. Maybe he's seen vintage play, but who who knows what's happening in vintage? Um, like, yeah, the blue maybe Niv Mizzet. Like to be honest, like original Niv Mizzet. 
Oh, okay. Firemind. Yeah, just like just as like a representation of blue red mana, like and like the fact that he was like one of the premier commanders for so long, and you could do the combo with him so easily, and that was so scary back in the day, and like just like as a character has become so important. I think he has the most printings of any character, or he's like tied for with most printings of any legendary creature. Um, fire ice. I mean, I like your fire ice pick, but yeah, it's funny how neither one of them really has a slam dunk. I mean, neither, neither one of those two and they're two of the most popular color combos ever. Wait, remember, I mean, remember when we did our, like when we did our count, I don't think we ever even finished, but we did our countdowns and like, it ended up that most of the color combos don't have very many good, gold options yeah. like the colors together when they're working together are amazing because like snapcaster mage plus lightning bolt is amazing and pat the exile plus snapcaster mage is amazing because snapcaster mage is amazing uh, <laughs> but the the like actual gold cards were like kind of lame um like yeah like i think i think green white was the deepest at the time though now i think like blue green is way deeper like i think Which that's is so, changed we've so funny we've also that like the gone to a Ravnica since we'd had the, we were doing those countdowns. We've gone to Strixhaven. We've gone to uh, a pretty, pretty large quantity of different planes that gold mechanics were more prevalent. So I think that, that, that has grown, which is why blue green has come so far. So, oh yeah, like Ikoria, which is a three color set. So yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting, but that's, that's it for this as, as episode. One final announcement is uh, we're actually opening up our discord to just the public. Uh, we, we did a thing where we kind of called it down, made it only for patrons. Um, and ended up that just kind of like, I think for patrons, they, they are looking for just more interaction, which means more people. Um, and we just want it to be a little bit more active. Uh, so you'll get to there. We're going to have a bunch of cool emotes from Twitch that you'll be able to also access in our discourse discord. It'll be really cool. Um, and just, it's like a fun place. We want to make it like, especially now that people can play tabletop games again and modern's back. We want to make a, a, fun, a friendly community for people who want to play modern. So definitely check that out. There's a link uh, to the discord below. Um, um, and then I'll and it'll be shared on Twitter, etc. So definitely, definitely make sure to check that out. Beyond that, once again, TikTok. If you're looking for TikTok content, I'm doing a bunch of modern content <laughs> there. Uh, follow me. Uh, I did a whole. Um, I'm doing a whole review of every single card on the modern ban list. I'm up to uh, Dread Return. I did. I'm in the D's currently. I'm doing it alphabetically. So if you want more modern content, I'm doing the review of every single card on the modern ban list and want to answer questions. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm excited to be making more content there. Uh, and then obviously our Monday night streams. We did uh, tonight. We have. Um, I forget what we have. Oh, Mental Misplay, I think, is, is going to be on there. And then. Um, let me look it up because I am forgetting. I have a list already brought out. It is. Yeah, mental misplay and idle on a blossoms from TikTok. A TikTok person, right? That's it. Okay, I remember what's happening. Uh, mental misplay is joining us and idle on a blossoms, um, and uh, we're gonna be jamming some games. So we'll check you guys out tonight on Monday. Wait. Thanks right. for watching another great episode, guys. Be sure to check out patreon.com slash support what we're doing. It means the world to us. And if you're watching this on YouTube and you haven't already hit subscribe hit that subscribe button and give us a thumbs up on the video. Leave your comments. Do you agree with our picks? Did you think that we picked awesome things? Did you disagree? Did we miss something obvious? We probably did. Let us know in the comments. Uh, otherwise, guys, thanks for watching and listening to another episode of the MMCast. Thanks, everyone. Talk to you guys next week. This has been a production of Time Traveler Media. Sending podcasts into the future.